for breakfast. 97.3 Coast FM. Little coffee fact for you here. Did you know that the Mocha is named after the port of Mocha in Yemen? Right. There you go. Some, there's a lot of things get named after places. Mm, and did they like chocolate and coffee together? Weirdly, no. Oh. That's not where it started. <laughs> okay. uh, it was a port well known for its coffee trade back in the 15th and 17th century. They did make little bits of it around there, but mm. it was such fine quality. Some suggest there may have been a chocolatey flavour to it, which may okay. have influenced it down the track, but... It was so common that the best stuff came from this part of the world that when coffee drinking spread to Europe, Europeans used to refer to all coffee as mocha. Up until about the 20th century, that's when things started changing and it became the chocolatey thing. Hmm. So it's surprising that things come from places that wind up getting associated with them for weird reasons. And in many ways, with the way names go, it's a good thing coffee wasn't first consumed somewhere like intercourse in Pennsylvania, which is a a real place, by the way, for example. Otherwise, we'd all be enjoying a steaming cup of intercourse every morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, yes? (laughs) No? No. That's enough? That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) All the hits, 97.3 Coast FM. It is David Kushner and Daylight, which is not yet with us at 7 minutes six. past 6. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> no, not yet. Give it a little bit. Mind you, you know, it's uh, it's turning. We're on the way out of winter at least. Remember the days in summer when you come into work and the sun's already... Uh, well, it was already up or on starting its way up, at least, yeah. Know? By this stage, it'd be blinding yeah. looking outside, but you no, no. You just can't imagine it. We're back round to that soon. We'll, we'll work our way there. And then it will be Christmas. It pretty much is Christmas, so, I mean, really. Whack the tree up, you know, it's Christmas. It's the end of the year. Yeah, look at it. The telethon and uh, the Royal Show. The ads are on for the Royal Show and are Christmas. They? Boom, 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 boom. It's all done. <sighs> so I hope you're all organised. I mean, it's going to be the next round of school holidays before you know it. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. Well, I can't even. I didn't blink to this term has disappeared. This year, I, I mean, anyway, mm. here we are. <laughs> Welcome to the world of getting old. Good morning. <laughs> it is uh, it is Nikki and Debello for a Friday. Firstly, we've lost Parky. Yeah. And, uh, while Michael Iconic. Parkinson may not have been on the telly for a while, it's probably been about ten years since his show's been you know regularly if not kicking around. Longer, Maybe longer. You know, I don't think I ever saw it. Really? So it was never on TV for me to see. Whether that means it was on or not, or just it never was. Yeah. Came across uh, it on the programs that I watched, but yeah. For a while though, from like. I mean, I don't know how early we got him here. Maybe in the 80s we got him here in Australia. Mm. But in the UK, from the 70s through to like 2010 or Mm. almost 2010, he was a fixture. He spoke to everyone. And while nowadays we look at Graham Norton as the guy that does the interviews, before him it was Parky. Yeah. And, you know, Andrew Denton did a, a, a similar styled show here, I don't know if you remember enough rope, and essentially, you know, he was billed as Australia's Parky, you mm. know, and anyone that tried to do that kind of interview format was Australia's Michael Parkinson, so yeah. he was the guy, he was the gold standard, and 88, um, I mean, it's it's sad to, to see him go, it's, you know, it's not, Definitely. yeah, I mean, all round, it's just, I mean, yeah. Mm. He was a legend, and mm-hmm. uh, he will be certainly missed. I actually went and saw him when he brought his show out on stage, and it was amazing. Oh, really? to, yeah. Yeah, he came out and showed clips and chatted huh. and stuff, and he just, yeah, he was, he seemed like a lovely bloke. Mm. So, yeah, the world has, has lost a big one. Yeah. Now, speaking of entertainment, uh, the, the widest movie screen in Australia has opened in Queensland. 
Right. It's 67 metres wide. Basically, it's three screens. It's one in the How middle. How do you watch it? You get a sore neck. You'd be constantly well, getting whiplash. I don't think you're meant to look at the ones on the side. They're meant to be like immersive kind of things. Oh, yeah, peripheral. Even, no, they don't even work all the time. Apparently, they're, like they're there just to enhance certain scenes. Right. But anyway, it's called Screen X, and it'll apparently be rolled out nationally uh, as it goes. How right. far and exactly like that, I don't know, down the track, but there you go, something to check 67 out. 67 metres. It does seem extreme, doesn't it? It's massive. I wonder how many movies are actually built with that in mind. Yeah. Surely You'd not every movie. You'd have to make mo- it taller as well, wouldn't you, to make it fit the screen? I don't know. I'm not sure of the logistics, but anyway. yeah, there you go. Something to look at. It'd be worth mm. looking at least once. Reminds me of that thing in Vegas. Was it the big ball that yeah. you go in and it's like the, the whatever's showing is on the whole... Well, because you're in a sphere, it's the whole thing. I remember they used to bring things like that out to shows. Like Mm. they do little presentations, like 10-minute things at the Geraldton show or whatever, and you go into (laughs) Cinema 180, you'd sit on the floor and it would be a dome like that, but people would try and stand up and they'd fall over as the roller coaster went (laughs) round corners. It was awesome. It was great. Actually, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so the variations of this for a long time, but yeah, who knows? Cool. Coast FM scoreboard. Ah, uh, yes. Now, if sport was a person, I think that person would be Channel 10's Steve Allen, mm. ladies and gentlemen. He's our own sporty spice, if you like. <laughs> Morning, Steve. I don't know about that. I'm not like a bird. I'm not going to fly away. I'm going to feather my nest. I'm going to stay here. Stay oh. here and watch sport. Well, you just admitted to us um, off, off air that your favourite Nelly Furtado song is Maneater. So I think that's worth sharing with everyone. Far more funkier than I'm like a bird. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> tough call, but then that's what Steve Allen is here for. He's going to make the tough calls over the course He's of the He's not my favourite man-eater fan? song, though. I mean, Hall and Oates. Oh, you were more of a Hall and Oates fan. Well, that's a whole other path that we'll, we'll follow down another day. If we could oh, wrench it back to gosh. sport, though, good morning and welcome. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, do, you think, uh, do you think the Matildas will continue rating success with this next game? Do you think it'll be as big, or do you think... I mean, I'm sure that plenty of people will still watch when they roll around. Plenty of people will still watch it. Less at stake, though, for the third place playoff. I mean, it's a, nice. It's really just a gap filler in the World Cup calendar to help get us through to the final, which is on Sunday. Unfortunately, England and Spain will be playing off in that one. But so I don't think it'll be as big an audience just because there's less at stake, which mm. takes some of the sting out of it. It doesn't mean it won't be a massive audience still. Mm. So does that, I mean, talk about equal pay with the Socceroos. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously we had the biggest rating success with the last game. What what kind of ratings are the Socceroos getting lately? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bottom line is I don't think they deserve equal pay with the Socceroos because uh, the Matildas have proven themselves to be the most likeable, most popular sports brand in Australia. So mm. if they were to go for equal pay, they'd be selling themselves short, I think, because uh, I've seen nothing like this um, in my time, uh, their popularity. Um, I think it's probably eclipsed what, you know, some of our past cricket Teams have done mm. so. Uh, just uh, some would say certainly would have everything. What our present more. cricket team has done anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no question there. <laughs> and fair enough too. I, I do not disagree with yeah. you at all. There. I mean, they talk about audience being the key for these things, mm-hmm. and they proved their point right there. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, there's now a push to uh, get the men's World Cup here. We've gone for it before, and. Um, 
corruption ruled us out there, but uh, we'll go for it again. They're talking 2034. If you can hang on that long, stay with us for a chance. Well, (laughs) Nikki, you'll be all right. I probably won't be alive in 2034. (laughs) Wow. Some significant life choices happening then in the next 10 years. Maybe. Well, who knows? Auditioning for a new co-host then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, come on. Let's just start the process now. We might as well. Hey, now listen, we're, re- we're wind- it's wind- two rounds left, I think, in the WAFL season. So Peel Thunder have got their last home game coming up. Yeah, West Perth, um, another yes. big one. Like, top spot, anything's possible for Peel. Top spot is still up for grabs. So East Fremantle will have that whopper of percentage, but anything can go wrong. If the favourites are going to win each week, as Ross Lyon would say, we wouldn't turn up and play the games. But mm. curious to see whether Tom Emmett uh, uh, ends up with Peel this weekend. Named in the Dockers squad at present. I haven't seen the uh, the big announcements debut announcement yet but he's been uh, in really good form for Peel um, in recent weeks so uh, he he absolutely deserves a run in the AFL it's a phenomenal story having uh, overcome cancer before he was drafted but Peel would still love him for a little while. For sure, longer. absolutely. He was mm. uh, he was quite useful last week. So yes, with any luck, uh, well, I mean, who knows how things will go on that front there? But hopefully things will go well and it'll be a strong finish because uh, top two would be nice when it comes to home final territory. Obviously, mm. so very handy. Mm. Now the Wallabies have a grumpy coach. Oh, Eddie Jones <laughs> described. Yesterday's press conference as the worst he's ever been involved in. Really had a swing at the media. We're too negative and told the journalists to give themselves an uppercut after the press conference. Well, that's extraordinary. Well, did you? No, I wasn't there, nor would I. Um, (laughs) We're just asking questions. Look, (laughs) I don't know, maybe you could argue negativity sells, but having Mm -hmm. said that, the, the Wallabies... Haven't won a game since he took over as coach. We've got the World Cup starting next month. So you could understand, look, I think he's experimenting a bit. He's upset some people. He's upset a coach who's left. He's upset a player who won't uh, call him back. Um, There's a bit of theatre about the Wallabies, which um, they could do with a bit of that because they are not as popular as the Matildas at present. (laughs) That is a a fair call, just quietly. Do you think think a win or two might make him less grumpy? I don't think, what yeah, about a hug? Uh, it might. might. <laughs> a, hug. a hug or a World Cup. And some, maybe a hug and something to eat, like a Snickers bar. Maybe he's about. hungry. <laughs> and tell us about Jack Robinson. Oh, Jack Robinson, still alive. He's uh, surfed his way through the top five for the WSL finals next month. Um, which is a stunning comeback, given you remember earlier in the year, hurt his knee, couldn't take part at Marg's. His home event, and um, but he's still alive. So into the top five, uh, he could yet end up as world champion. We find out at Lower Trestles next month. All right, so awesome. we'll be looking to see how he can finish strong this mm. season. Looking for a lot of strong finishes this season. Strong finish there from Steve Allen from Ten. Thank you very much. We we'll look forward to next week. <laughs> I go. 
Nikki and DeMello's Three Things You Need to Know. Don't forget about the Waffle Peel Thunder play their last home game before the finals tomorrow. They sit third on the ladder and they'll be keen for a win against West Perth from 210 at Lane Group Stadium. And there's also $5,000 to win with the kick for cash Ooh. at half time. I know. To practice so your kicking if, skills. If you can kick straight, come on down and swipe <laughs> your QR code on the way through for your chance to play. Um, nominations for the 2023 Alcoa Peel Volunteer of the Year Awards are now open. Volunteers from not-for-profit organisations, community groups or sporting clubs are all eligible. Uh, entries close September 28 and you can find a link in the What's On section of our website. Today's Vietnam Veterans Day. Yeah. Honouring those who served in one of the more thankless conflicts, certainly was at the time, mm-hmm. anyway. Today marks 57 years since the Battle of Long Tan and 50 years since the end of Australia's involvement in the conflict. So, yeah. thank you to all that served. There's some events going on around Mandra as well today, yeah, I think, this plenty, morning. Plenty, yeah. plenty. And what's on section of our website, again, has got the info. And as a cheeky bonus, August 18 is also Pinot Noir Day. Oh. So, glass of red for the day? Yeah, Sounds why like not? A little breakfast you know? red, perhaps. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, no. And a little breakfast snooze following that swiftly, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. 97.3 Coast FM. Nikki and DeMello's Coast Feed. Coast Feed. Let's go. And today, as we farewell, one of entertainment's greats, it's Nikki Parkinson. Thank you. King of the Chats show, Michael Parkinson has passed away at the age of 88. Known for the gripping and honest TV moments he produced on his primetime chat show, Parkinson, which spanned 31 years on two British channels and featured interviews with the world's biggest stars. Welcome, please. Mel Gibson. Denzel Washington. Robin Williams. Kylie Minogue. Clint Eastwood. Tom He was widely known as the king of the chat show and he defined the format for all the presenters and shows that followed, really. Elton John, Muhammad Ali, David Beckham, John Wayne are just some more of the names of the 2,000-plus famous people Parkinson estimated he spoke to on his program. Uh, R.A.P. Michael. Big loss. One of the greats. Britney Spears and Sam Asghari are getting divorced after one year of marriage. Hmm. Sam Asghari broke his silence at a statement writing, after six years of love and commitment to each other, my wife and I have decided to end our journey together. We will hold on to the love and respect we have for each other and I wish her the best always. Asking for privacy seems ridiculous, so he is (laughs) asking for everyone, to, including the media, to be kind and thoughtful instead. Uh, Sam filed for divorce from Britney on Wednesday. They reportedly got into an argument earlier in the week when uh, Asgari reportedly confronted Spears over cheating allegations and then he moved out. So anyway, there is drama there. Ed Sheeran has posted a video teaser to his Instagram to promote his upcoming album, which is rumoured to be called Autumn Variations, and he's turned into a a TV salesman for some reason. Here's the taste. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Ed here, and welcome to the Gingerbread Man Shopping Channel. If you like it a bit damper, check out my hamper. Do you have friends and loved ones who don't experience this? People who live in perpetual warm weather and sunshine all year round? Well, fear no more as Autumn 2023 sees the launch of a brand new product that will help you, yes you, deliver the glum of autumn to the folks you love most. Introducing the Damper Hamper. The Damper Hamper has it all. Authentic mash. A pint of lukewarm beer. 
Rake! A scarf. Frozen pies. Scented candles. Beans. Authentic mulch. 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 Ooh, I, <laughs> I want one immediately. Oh, God, he sold me. So it's all about autumn, as right. you can tell. Yep. Uh, apparently when you call the number that's on the screen, uh, you get the date, which says 824, which would be August 24. So we're led to believe Ooh. the first single from the album Autumn Variations is out next Thursday and the album will be out September 29th. So lots of new music on the way next week in particular because obviously Ed's releasing a single, Miley Cyrus has given a date for her wow. new single, Used to Be Young, which will be August 25th. And the same day, Selena Gomez also releasing a new single. So next week, Goodness. if you love Ed, Miley or Selena, you're in for a treat. It's all on. Nikki and DeMello. Back Monday from 6. 97.3 Coast FM.